there is a massive underserved population and the average age of indian to start earning is about 20 and the average age of indian to start investing is about 30 there is a clear decade gap between the first dollar made and the first dollar invested and uh, we try to figure out as i said the financial literacy was the challenge next was the psychological barrier like they were not sure uh, how much capital is the right capital to start with where do i start how do i start and the language used by all the financial services company out there is designed for the 1% population hi wherever you're listening to us i hope you're doing well welcome to startup fridays weekly conversations with accomplished entrepreneurs and vc investors i'm hariyarkali and in this episode Nishchai Ag, co-founder and CEO of JAR, talks about how there is a massive addressable gap in India's middle class with financial products that go beyond the top 30 million or so that everyone is targeting. Nishchai talks about how he and his friend Mizbah Ashraf went from a few WhatsApp group pilots to 10 million users at JAR in just two years, helping people save money, investing in gold every day with every transaction. Today, with $50 million in funding, JAR is changing how millions of small-town Indians save one user at a time. The idea and the mobile app are so powerful with their user-friendliness that even affluent Indians who aren't originally part of JAR's target customers are taking to it. This all is helping the founders dream of building JAR into a bigger financial services company. Welcome to this podcast, Nishchai. Thank you so much for making time for this. Thank you, Ari. It's a pleasure to talk. All right. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you got to be an entrepreneur in the first place uh, and maybe a little bit about the path that brought you to the beginnings of uh, JAR and then we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, it was not an uh, innate desire to become an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. It was not an engineered uh, outcome, but it was more of an uh, emergent outcome. It was... uh the evidence and the opportunity was so compelling that it made me one uh it was never like that i was not on the streets looking for an idea to start a company mm. uh and that was pretty much it in the sense i am a regular engineer i come from a small town uh did my engineering there moved to bangalore got into it worked in it for almost 9 years most of the time i spent with honeywell aerospace um then i was with infosys for a short stint and then with accenture i traveled a lot with all these guys i lived in us for a very long time with them uh once i was in india uh, my childhood friends they started a company called wicked ride which was a premium and luxury motorcycle rental company mm-hmm. uh, and uh, things were going great and they were scaling the business and they needed help with tech and that's when they literally dragged me out of my job and asked me to help them build the tech and that's how i got into startup world about 7 years back uh i joined them in the early days i was the first guy we built the tech together scaled it to 100000 dollars monthly revenue then we pivoted the entire business to mobility which later became bounce uh we were able to raise about 200 plus million dollars scaled it to 35000 vehicles 12 cities 150000 rides a day as heading engineering later i was heading supply at the last leg of my stint there i was heading business couple of verticals and one of the things was uh idea was to become the gojek of india where gojek also started as a mobility company but they diversified into lot many things as they moved forward and we thought we'll do the same 
I started with advertisements on the vehicles. I started selling ads on helmets and vehicles, started doing samples on samplings for a lot of FMCG brands in the trunks of the vehicle. Things were going great. And when I was trying to sell ads to banks, I kind of realized that banks spend way too much money to get a consumer. And that's when I told, forget ads, I'll bring you consumers, pay me for the consumers I bring. And we started doing financial services. We started selling loans, credit cards, insurance, bank accounts, everything. We partnered with a ton of financial services company. Uh, things were going great. It was shaping up well. COVID happened. And COVID kind of... Uh, uh, the entire mobility industry came crashing down from 150,000 rides to zero rides because of the lockdowns and all. We were worrying about how to bring the vehicles back to the safety from the uh, in the lockdown uh, situation and all of those things. But what I kind of observed during this COVID uh, lockdown phase was that people were struggling with money. Uh, people went through job pay, job loss, pay cuts, no pay. Uh, Self-employed were not able to go out and work. Uh, their businesses were stopped, their consignment was stopped, they were not able to open the shops, uh, self-employed like technicians and all of those guys, they are not able to work and all. But what it really exposed was is how bad we are in terms of our financial planning. What surprised me is that people worked all their lives and yet couldn't manage two, three months of disruption in their cash flow. Mm. Yeah. And uh, no one had access to meaningful credit and no one had, no one, hardly people have insurance in India. That kind of exposed how 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 uh, 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 literally how brittle it is, uh, and that's when I figured I thought there should be something more than payments and banking to the financial services. We should help people get better with their own finances, and that's when the whole epiphany of something like Jar came across. We started doing market research. We went out on the streets, started talking to people. Uh, asking them various questions like when did you start earning when did you start saving why did you start saving who got you into saving what was, was it your dad mom brother friends or is it was it your own uh, uh, agency that because of which you started savings and if you're not saving what are you waiting for when do you think you will start why are you not saving uh, what do you do when you run out of cash say it's 20th of the month you're out of cash 10 more days for the next paycheck where will you how will you manage the cash flow and what do you what is your plan when something goes bad uh, what sort of insurance do you have do you have an insurance and all it gave us insane amount of insights about how middle class india thinks about money how they treat it how they earn it how they spend it how they categorize it what are their aspirations how optimistic are they are and what are they optimistic about and what are they pessimistic about and all of those things it gave us insane amount of insights with that learning, we figured out we need to build the most simplest of the simplest platform to get people started. And that's how we started building JAR. Mm. I mean, normally I would continue asking folks about telling me more about, uh, you know, the startup and where they are. But your, your journey is so fascinating. I mean, you said you came from a small town, did engineering, and then going from one of the world's most science and engineering and you know invention innovation based companies i mean honeywell to uh to to bounce to financial services i mean <laughs> amazing you know route uh who would have thought it would go that way i mean so yeah. i'm just curious i mean uh where do you come from and where did you go to engineering college i i 
I come from the city called Hassan, which is like three hours from Bangalore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my parents are a typical South Indian Baniya family. Uh, uh-huh. My dad used to run a mom and pop store. I grew up in a joint family. We were like 20 people under the same roof. Okay. Uh, and uh, all my uncles run different businesses, small businesses in our hometown. And we growing up, it was taken for granted that we should help them during our holidays, weekends, and all of those things. And we were literally exchanged between all the uncles, uh, uh, <laughs> sure that we learn most of the trade. Uh, I did my engineering in my hometown itself, Malnad College of Engineering. Uh-huh. Got campus recruited, moved to Bangalore for our job, first job. Uh, and that's how uh, it happened. Which is I, your first job? Uh, yes, I was uh, working for this company called uh, Entity Data. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the IT side, is it? The software yes, side? yes. yes. Okay. And uh, as I said, everything was an emergent behavior. It was not uh, a planned mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I never thought I will become an engineer, to be very honest. Uh, uh, the, my, the college in my hometown was one of the best colleges in Karnataka, and I happened to be an engineer. If there was a, a commerce college which happens to be the best commerce college, probably I would have become a, a, <laughs> a finance guy. I don't know. Uh, it, as I said, everything was an emergent, not it was something like planned or any of those things. Yeah. We saw an opportunity, we grabbed and we just acted on it. We went fast on it. And uh, being close to businesses since childhood, it kind of, uh, uh, it, it brought a different level of confidence. I think I was in fifth grade or sixth grade when I first started going to market uh, to wholesale shops to pick stuff for the shop. Uh, uh, we were sent to banks to fill out forms for insurance and all of those things. Uh, one of my uncle is a civil engineer. He used to take us to the uh, site during our summer holidays we have watered the uh, concrete pillars and all of those things we have kind of done and kind of shameless to uh, find with doing anything and I, that helped us that kind of broke the barrier when we saw an opportunity that yeah I can yeah. do it there's nothing there's no rocket science in this that's that's amazing how did you get to go to the US uh, how long were you there uh, I, I went to U- US with Honeywell uh, as part of Honeywell team and I went to uh, uh, their Phoenix facility uh, in US and I was there for almost good four, four and a half years okay. and I kept traveling again and again and then I joined Accenture again. I got to travel with them to Europe, consulting their clients in Europe uh, and uh, startup just happened and when we joined Wicked Ride also, uh, it was not a startup for us. For us, it was a business mm. and people started calling us startup. And we learned the uh, uh, ways of startup after we started Wicked Ride. Uh, I still remember when we started Wicked Ride, we were renting out motorcycles. We had built systems. We had scaled it to 12 cities. And weekends we used to spend in the store to deliver vehicles ourselves to understand from consumers what they want, how they figured out, how they got to know about us, what what did they like, what did they not like. And I still remember one of the Flipkart guys had come uh, to pick up the vehicle. And he asked me, are you guys hiring product managers? I confidently said, no, not right now. And he left and then I Googled what is a product manager. (laughs) Because all this nomenclature is a very startup nomenclature. In in typical industry, there are no product managers. In typical industry, there are functional consultants or domain experts. In only in startup world, they call them product managers and all of this. So we had to learn the ways. Like uh, We were very clear that if I'm doing so many rights in a month, how many of is it? How many of those rights are coming from an existing users? How many of them are coming from a new user? If if it's something something coming from an existing user, how old is the user? What is the repeat rate? And all of those things we were measuring. Mm. But when we were first interacted with a VC, they asked us, "What is your churn rate?" And like we didn't know what is a churn rate. 
then we were uh, naive enough to ask him what do you mean by that and he was kind enough to explain i said oh, okay i got it we have this dashboard through which we understand uh, whom to target whom to send out a message asking him to try out our new vehicle and all of those things so we were doing everything that made sense to us but mm. because we had names for it and we had to learn those ways mm. of uh, mm. uh, doing things mm. uh, what was your engineering subject in uh, college uh computer science computer right. science okay yeah. okay so so that's how you specialized in on the yeah. software side of things okay fantastic so i'm sorry i have not really kept track of uh, uh the evolution of bounce uh, today where is that at post covid uh, uh bounce kind of pivoted uh, to become an ev player mm. they became an ev oem uh, they have a manufacturing plant in bivadi rajasthan okay. uh, they have launched a vehicle called bounce infinity and it's doing pretty good Oh, okay, okay. You were one of the co-founders, or you were the founding members? I was a founding member there. Okay, and and you worked on the software engineering side of the company. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. I was heading the engineering practice there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's really uh, like you said. I mean, one thing leading to another. This is so interesting. What all that you've done so far. I mean, so by the time you got to start Jar, how long had you already been working? Uh, I was almost fifteen years into. work okay <laughs> <And> <laughs> now is two years of jar so totally it's 17 okay. yeah and uh, i i got this one statistic in two years and 10 million users is i mean yes. i mean you're right up there with the best uh, okay so let's jump into that uh, tell us a bit more about uh, what you started with at jar and i checked out the app this morning on my phone and i was like okay this really looks interesting <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah when when we did a market research what we figured out is see there are billion people with bank accounts in india but hardly 30 million people have ever invested in stock markets mutual fund index fund any of it only 30 million people have a credit card less than 10 million people have bought a insurance policy mm. so there's a massive underserved the population and the average age of indian to start earning is about 20 and the average age of indian to start investing is about 30 there is a clear decade gap between the first dollar made and the first dollar invested and uh, we try to figure out as i said the financial literacy was the challenge next was the psychological barrier like they were not sure uh, how much capital is the right capital to start with where do i start how do i start and the language used by all the financial services company out there is designed for the 1% population uh, who are financially literate who has high agency who has good disposable income Uh, who has made up his mind that i will save a certain percentage of my income into these things and that's why only 30 million people are addressed at this point of time and coming from a small town i clearly know that what is the potential of a simple kirana store owner to save every day and there are just no there are no products reaching him at this point of time mm-hmm. we started with the belief that anyone with a smartphone a bank account should be able to invest should be mm-hmm. able to start the journey of investments and from there on it goes on from there on so we started with a platform with a simple asset class which resonates with everyone that is gold gold cuts through all social stratas everyone believes in the instrument everyone uh, trust if even if the gold prices drop no one panics they go rally i mean they go deep into it they go buy more uh, because they know this is an evergreen instrument and it will always go up and up and up we have the probably only platform when gold prices drop we send out a push notification we don't uh, worry that people will withdraw people will invest we send out notification that hey gold prices dropped best time to invest more and people do end up investing more so we clubbed 
couple of key elements of Indians, the love of UPI, the penetration of UPI, uh, the affiliation to gold. We mixed all these things and we thought we'll build a simple investment platform uh, where people will start with zero resistance. It will op- offer them the least path of resistance to start their journey. So that's how uh, we started. We built a very simple platform where they can start investing in three simple ways. Daily savings, that is you simply set up a mandate like invest 100 for me every day. So we debit 100 and we invest it for you. From your bank. Second is one-time investments. Whenever you have some extra cash, you can come and deploy it. And third thing is uh, roundups. Every time you do any sort of expenditure, we track that spend and we round it to the nearest 10 and we invest it for you. For example, say you ordered something on Amazon, it was 193 rupees. We round it up to 200, take seven more rupees from your account and we invest it. We help people to inculcate the right habit of saving every day. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty. See, the majority of population which is there are coming out of uh, their tier two towns, tier three towns, highly aspirational, never had access to money, uh, probably first or second generation who has gotten into formal jobs or gotten into a steady stream of incomes and all of those things. Aspirations very high. You can't ask him to start saving 50% of his paycheck from first month. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And we built a platform which is which doesn't force anyone to behave in a certain way. We simply nudge them to behave in a certain way and help them uh, achieve their uh, small wins on a regular basis. Mm. So, did you uh, do you think you've succeeded in getting to the kind of customers that you wanted to target beyond this thirty million? Absolutely. My users, more than 90% of my users are first-time investors. They don't have exposure to any other asset class. Mm. This is a stepping stone. We are catching them young. Uh, We are helping them build the right habit. And we see the habit being built. Uh, We see a consistent jump in the frequency of investments month on month and the quantum of investments month on month. Uh, We see a very healthy adoption. And almost 50% of my users are in tier 2 and tier 3 towns. And even in tier one towns, I come from a tier two town. I live in a tier one town, but I come from a tier two town. Uh, The majority of the Indians uh, who are in tier one town, right? For example, say someone is working at Infosys. Uh, He starts making money. He has some extra cash. He doesn't deploy in stocks. He deploys in some chit fund in in his hometown. In some Mm -hmm. chits, my uncle runs a chits. I will I will invest in that. That's how they if they have to buy a land, they go buy a land in their hometown. He, he never knows whether he's ever going back to his hometown or not. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And and the tier two, we cater to the tier two people living in tier one towns, mm-hmm. working decent jobs, starting their careers, and all of those things. So we we have captured the right target audience, and these guys potential moves up as years progress when i started my first job in bangalore my salary was like two and a half lakh rupees per annum mm. and if someone captured me at the right time helped me with the finances in the right manner is like unlimited potential and that's yeah. what most of the indians are looking like the most optimistic lot in the world at this point of time people in their 20s mm. that's true yeah that's also true yes yeah mm. um, I mean, for folks who uh, don't know much about it, I put myself in that category, digital gold. Explain, I mean, walk us through the process a little bit. Uh, when, some, when you take 100 rupees from someone uh, and buy a little bit of digital gold for them, just explain what all is happening. So what happens is we work with a gold logistics company called Safe Gold. Uh, they are uh, the custodians. 
uh, of the gold. Uh, the gold is actually with Brinks, uh, which is a global vault provider. Uh, say you invest 100 rupees uh, in JAR today. Uh, in the real time, we uh, send a standing instruction to SafeGold that uh, Hari has invested 100 rupees right now. Uh, and they will immediately save 5 rupees is per, per milligram price at this point of time. So 20 milligrams of gold is deposited into your JAR account immediately. And 20 milligrams of gold is actually is in position at Brinks custodian. And there is a, a third party uh, trustee who validates every transaction. So whatever gold you see in your JAR account is actually physically present. You can do three things with this. You can sell at any given point of time and withdraw money. Uh, Safe Gold will itself buy back that gold and give you cash. Second is you can get that gold delivered to your home anytime you want. Or third, you can exchange it with a, a leading jeweler to a jewelry. Mm. So the, the JAR account, I mean, uh, can people, is it is it similar to like a, a DMAT account or I mean, just just explain that part for me. I mean, uh, it's like a DMAT, it's it's like a DMAT kind of an account, but it's managed by Safe Gold. We are just an intermediary, so we are a platform. We are an intermediary platform. We will help every such asset class uh, to be onboarded. The long term vision of Jar is to become a financial well being platform where we will help you with your savings and investments. Mm. Once savings and investments is going on, we want to protect that savings with credit that is say it's 20th of the month someone runs out of cash he shouldn't be selling his gold or mutual funds or anything he should have access to meaningful credit in form of a credit card or a microfinance or a bnpl or whatever it is so in a long-term wealth creation perspective credit plays a very crucial role so we want to pro provide them credit and also we want to ensure that they have insurance so that when something bad happens they don't depend on their credit pool or their savings pool insurance is there to take care of them that's the long-term vision so we started with gold we are working with safe gold as our back-end gold operator now we are getting into second set of asset class mutual funds and all of those things. We recently secured our RIA license. So we'll be working with AMCs to sell there. So we'll be an intermediary where we will facilitate all sorts of investments for our consumers. Mm. So so like a DMAT account, I mean, God forbid in the emergency, uh, if JAR is out of business, nothing happens to the gold. Nothing, yeah, mm. nothing happens to the gold. You can any day walk into safe mm. gold, safe gold will, uh, mm. I, you can directly sell it on their safe gold platform or you can uh, get the gold delivered, or you can exchange it to a jewelry. Mm. So, so in that sense, it's similar to somebody using a, a zero the for absolutely. stocks or um, or a script box to invest in mutual funds. Yes, absolutely. So, so the 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 underlying investments, investments are absolutely, mm. yeah, investments are absolutely safe. Mm. Mm. Okay, very very nice. And, uh, yeah, and this gold is never touched for any other purpose. It's not like a bank where you deposit your money and they can lend it to someone else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like that. Mm. But the more disciplined people are and the longer they have used JAR and the more gold deposits that they have saved, uh, I would imagine all of that feeds into their uh, credit profile. And I mean, you just spoke about that. So in that sense, they probably also get more attractive loans and things like that. Yes, loans is uh, see loans are very crucial part are in long term wealth creation for any individual. As I was telling, so I was telling right. I used to work in my. I mean, I used to help my dad in his uh, shop, and our shop was right in front of a hospital, general hospital, mm. and one of the largest hospitals in my hometown. Mm. And so many small people from small villages used to come to that hospital, and we used to have those coin booths back in the days. 
Hmm. Uh, people used to come and call their village uh, using those coin was and they had only one request we need more money uh, for treatment and where does that money come from either it comes from the recent harvested crop hmm. or money they had secured for uh, uh, buying the pro- uh, uh, produce for uh, their crop or they have to go to a loan shark or if they have a standing crop which is yet to be harvested they sell it off at a lower price to get treated so i know what how it devastates families uh, if you don't have access to meaningful credit and if you don't have access to meaningful insurance and that's why we will make sure that people are covered in all three layers we help them build a good portfolio in savings and investments we help them secure a meaningful credit when they need we give them the right insurance when they need Mm-hmm. okay T- tell us a bit more about uh, uh, jar itself uh, uh, your business model uh, how do you make money so uh, as uh, any platform uh, we are a, uh, we make all the money from the supply side uh, for the consumers the platform is free whenever user buys uh, invest anything we get a uh, commission from the supply side which is basically wholesale retail arbitrage and apart from that for every instrument when we are doing we already do loans loans is also we have partnered with multiple nbfcs in the partner whenever they disperse a loan we get a commission for the total net sum dispersed and same with insurance every policy we sell we make a uh, uh, commission on every policy sold so uh, depends from partner to partner nbfc to nbfc insurance product to product and also gold we make different uh, kinds of spreads ranging anywhere between 2% to 30 35% oh, okay hmm. give us a sense of how you've been growing how long did it take for you to get to your first 10000 first 100000 1 million and then 10 million Uh, absolutely uh, the first uh, the first acquiring the first set of users was the most interesting that we did uh, i had built a good network on uh, because of my bounds and all of those things i was pretty active on linkedin and all uh, i put out a post that i am looking for uh, uh, interns only from tier 2 towns who are still in college uh, and i think i got about 1700 or so leads mm. uh, and what we did was i had three four interns here uh, we started creating whatsapp group with each of this uh, uh, interns who signed up for we asked them to create a whatsapp group uh, and add their friends and family and add us there and we started feeding them about perils of not having enough money or perils of not managing the money in a very funny way did not become preachy did not uh, 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 took a pretentious or a patronizing stand or any of those things. We were absolutely outright funny, uh, cheeky at times. And when we close to the, uh, when we became close to the launch date, we started sending out our platform, telling that yeah, you spend all you want, but also start saving. Mm-hmm. And that gave us the kickstart. We got good number of users from there. From there on, we started pushing through digital channels. We did a lot of partnerships in the initial days. We partnered with uh, women empowerment organizations. We partnered with uh, uh, a couple of uh, uh, platforms which organizes uh, labor force and all of those things, gig workers and all of those things. Uh, we did digital marketing. We partnered with other platforms where we listed our offers on their platforms and all. and that's how we started getting our consumers digital marketing facebook instagram youtube google we did those marketing also because end of the day savings is going to be a push product it's not going to be a pull product uh-huh. uh, and we figured out how to we have, we figured out that we have to be 
in front of user's face and some people will end up start using it because intent is always there for consumers to save. Meaning, uh, as Brain Chesky from Airbnb had told that 99% uh, people are good and that's why you dare to step into a stranger's home same way uh, and a stranger will let, I mean, someone will let a stranger step into their home. Same thing with the cars in Uber and Lyft, right? You step into a stranger's car or uh, you are letting in a stranger get into your car. That means the intent is always good. You believe and you trust everyone. And that means the intent is good about yourself also. We believe that everyone wants to uh, be healthy, be prudent uh, financially, sleep right, eat right, uh, work hard. That intent is always there. Whichever intent can be fulfilled with least friction, you can get them do that much easier. So savings intent is always there for everyone. I want. I don't want to splurge. I don't want to be a spendthrift. I want to uh, be prudent with my money. And we just scratch that now. We kind of poke that now and got them. We were very cheeky in our creatives, uh, sending out the right messages. Uh, and we set up kind of a factory mode. We continuously uh, experimented with what message uh, picks the user, uh, consumer's interest, user's interest, what is performing, which creative is performing better, and call them and ask them, why did you sign up? What did you understand in this creative that you ended up signing up? Uh, and we learn from them continuously and we continuously improve that. So even now we refresh our entire library of creatives for our marketing on like two week cycle. And we we talk to our consumers to till date because the customer story also changes you know, as you progress. Earlier it was, who are you? Now I know who you are, who are you, but why should I? Or this is why I did uh, this. This is why I did. We 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 try to understand what is the tipping point of conversion, and started putting the message around that tipping point. Uh, we figure out different use cases. Continuously we optimize our uh, campaigns uh, by continuously learning with users. We set up a user research team who shamelessly call consumers our users. Asking not to resolve their queries or anything. We call them and ask them, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you uh, why did you save up so much? Or why are you saving at such speed and all of those things? We understood core motivations and then we continuously optimized. For example, in our app, we, we promise ourselves that we will not be patronizing and we will not be having anything jargons and all of those things. So we call it locker instead of portfolio. In any investment platform, you will have portfolio, right? We call it locker because common man preserves his wealth, stores his wealth in a locker. So we made it familiar. We made it cultural. We made the product in such a way that it kind of easily gels with the fabric of the culture. And mm -hmm. all these things contributed big time to our growth. And numbers wise, we were tracking uh, a different set of metrics and we were able to achieve most of the metrics in the timeline that we defined for ourselves. Hmm. Just just want to get a sense of how long it took you to get to a hundred thousand, a million users. It took about six six months to get to our first million users. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, we took uh, uh, about six, 16, 17 months to get to uh, ten million users. Okay, and and give us a sense of how you're growing today. Every month, how many people are jumping onto Jar? Oh, we are still growing at a good healthy pace of 10-15% every month, month on month. Mm -hmm. So so in terms of revenue as well, I mean, now you must be making significant levels of revenue with 10 million plus customers. 
revenues are constantly growing uh, we are uh, uh, we optimize for uh, user stickiness mm. uh, and how long uh, and how actively he keeps investing and uh, we enjoy that metric more than how much we are growing is like how much of the users have become power users mm. like how many users are doing 30 investments in a month like every day without fail mm-hmm. the, uh, we, we are moving if you take care of that core base metric right rest all of the metric has to be improved for that core base metric to be met mm-hmm. so the company entire company rallies behind that first core basic metric that how do i make every user invest 30 days in a month mm-hmm. so that's what we optimize for mm-hmm. so are you guys uh, already making fair amount of money or is it only sort of a matter of time that you will become uh, quite profitable it is a matter of time to be very honest okay so you said that this is a push product um so g- give us a sense of uh, you know how things have changed for i mean now, i mean now of course you must be like a super expert in terms of all the industry jargon so i think people talk about uh, customer acquisition cost and what not so uh, so what i what i mean by push product is see gaming is a pull product people uh-huh. are over the i mean youtube content and all are pull products uh-huh. themselves coming and searching latest uh, songs or latest videos comedy and all of those things mm-hmm. uh, they want to be distracted from reality as long as possible and they try to consume as much content as possible to stay away from reality yeah and but all these products beat fitness uh savings all these are education these are push products mm. you have to continuously push to people uh, to cons- make them consume it mm. and you have to create enough good value prop and you have to make it enough interesting for them to consume it uh, mm. more often than they were they are doing it by themselves mm. that's what we mean by push product and cacs i think personally i believe we have the best cac in the industry for a financial services company Mm-hmm. and that's purely because uh, of all the uh, innovation that we have done in terms of uh, language uh, uh, simplicity communication and all i personally believe that uh, financial experts are doesn't need uh, mm-hmm. construction of an instrument is a different art and science and selling of these instruments is a different art and science all these days all these years the sellers and manufacturers were same Give us a sense of uh, you know how much better you are in terms of your CAC. I mean, if the numbers, if you, if it's not sort of competitively confidential for you, I, I would love for you to talk about you know wherever you are. I think at least five x better than five x better than the industry average. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Give us one or two examples of you know the innovations that you mentioned specifically. You know that that has gotten you here. we have done ton of innovation for example uh, uh, it's not just the marketing it's also the product yeah yeah uh, that's what i meant for example for example we took the thesis of uh, shubh murat uh, what what i mean by that is uh, during dantaras you have murat trading uh, the markets are shut it opens up at 6:30 in the evening on diwali dantara and people go rally the market for no reason mm. and these are the most financially prudent financially literate guys Mm. rational guys and they become irrational at that point of time mm. they simply go rally the market and i took and i was like if the financial literate are being this irrational how will the rest of the nation behave if you enable him the, them with the right tool so we came up with a feature called shubh murat we took the hindu calendar 
the we took all the auspicious moments and we simply send a nudge a user that next two hours is auspicious we are not mm. telling him that you invest now it will be good for you nothing we simply say hey next two hours is auspicious that's all and mm. people go rally and when they open the app it looks a little different there's a small lamp with a garland mm. and all of those things we made it very cultural we as i said uh, uh, there is one this is one innovation second innovation is we built something called vasuli Uh-huh. and the whole thesis was that uh, money is a social construct that gets exchanged a big time and that gets exchanged between basically from a similar socio economic backgrounds uh, uh, so what we did was uh, we built a feature called vasuli the whole thesis is that you always lend money to your friends and family and asking for that money back is a very awkward conversation yeah. uh, so we thought we'll make this fun we'll make this point of exchange as a fun and we built a feature called vasuli where you simply put in an entry for example say i gave a uh, handout uh, i helped out misba with 5000 bucks which he has promised me to return me back on april 1st and i put that entry in jar telling that i have lent misba 5000 bucks and he's promised me to give me back on april 1st now on march 31st jar will send out a funny message to misba on whatsapp misba need not be on whatsapp in on jar we send that message out on whatsapp nudging misba in a very funny way like dedere baba mm-hmm. we use popular memes from the movies like welcome hera ferry uh, all the regional for example from south say tamil it's vivek or someone like that sendil in karnataka it's kapoor someone else in andhra it is someone else regional wise we went with using these memes and all of those things in the app where people send out these funny messages and the person who is receiving it will laugh and it's not like we are not sounding transactional like you owe 5000 rupees to nischay which you took on this and this date and promised so this is a reminder message we we didn't do all of those things we sent out really funny meme messages uh and this kind of set up set the whole platform on wildfire people started using this for crazy things i saw people putting the, their dads i mean if they have given some money to their dad they are putting that entry in vasuli where they are sending out messages to their dad <laughs> asking for their money back Hmm. and uh, and now we are building the second version of it like that we have built multiple things which kind of engineered this virality in the product which brings more people uh hmm. we see triple uh, hop already we already see a tertiary impact that is say misba is not on jar he saw this funny message and all of those things and obviously misba has lent money to his own friends and family right so he's like oh this is easiest way to ask so he installed jar he puts in entries Uh, from to whomever he has lent money mm-hmm. they get messages and they see this funny thing and they put in entry and they start sending this messages we see tertiary impact now we are able to acquire do three hops in someone's phone book to get those customers also mm. tell us a bit more about you know what folks like to call your entrepreneurial journey these days um how did you and misba team up so i and misba uh, misba has been in the startup space for almost almost a decade to be very honest uh-huh. he started his whole thing uh, in his 6 uh, when he was in 11th itself he's, he comes from bihar he comes from nalanda uh-huh. uh, a small town uh, near nalanda his dad was a government school teacher math teacher uh, and uh, his dad was the sole breadwinner of a very big family Uh, and his dad was always down under in terms of uh, cash flows so misba started helping his dad at a very uh, young age at age of 16 years well he started doing math tuition he was very good at math he started doing math tuition for school school kids at his home 
he started helping his father and all of those things once he got into engineering after second year itself he had the innate need uh, and urge to help family to pull them out of the uh, f- financial crisis they were going through he quit his college started working he st- started his first company uh, uh, they tried to build it uh, they were building in the financial spaces itself but uh, the licensing and all of those things were still not handed out to the likes of paytm also so they shut down they returned the money to the investors he went on to work for many companies in us uh, during that he built a massive network i was one of them <laughs> i knew him for a very long time and in 2017 he started his second entrepreneurial journey he built a company called marsplay he started a company called marsplay and most of my friends invested in uh marsplay my co-founders of all the bounds invested in marsplay so whenever he used to come to bangalore he used to hang out with us he used to come work out of our office and all of those things i knew him pretty well and we used to hang out big time whenever i used to go to delhi i used to hang out with him uh all of those things were happening during covid he uh sold the product to another uh, social commerce platform and he was thinking of what next and i was telling him about the financial services idea that i had and where the idea came from uh, why the apathy and why uh, empathy towards this problem statement and he immediately clicked is like i know what it means to uh, always run low on cash and i know if my dad was a little more financially uh, uh, prudent life, my life would have been absolutely different and i totally get it and i think this is everything to do with habit not to do with lack of uh, uh, money in many cases uh so if we can build a product which will help people become better version of themselves uh, nothing like it and it's like the biggest win for me becoming an entrepreneur or even trying uh, traveling in these stretches for such long so it immediately clicked for him so we started doing market research and that's how we came together it was uh, my idea of whole business and his uh, idea of whole product and people uh, that was the very potent we both were have spent good 7 8 years in startup ecosystem we are absolutely shameless we seek help uh, we are fine to tell we don't know this we we need help uh, we cut through the clutter very quickly and we were able to bring on board some of the best minds in the industry we almost have eight people in the company who have been a founder themselves many of them have sold the company in the past how many people overall now in your company about 120 and i'm thinking now you have bona fide product managers and all of that Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Long way from when you didn't know about it. Uh, how old is the company now? It's two years. Two now. years. Two years. Okay. Uh, at any point, did you feel like you know, like a an aha moment? I mean, when you felt like you're really onto something with your idea. My first aha moment was uh, from my friend. I have not changed my phone number since I was in my college. uh and one of my friend called me after almost 10 12 years sometime in october 2021 we were four months into one yet it's been four months since we had launched the company product launched the product and in october 2021 randomly he called me and he's like hey i called you to th-. and i was like why is he calling me and i received the call he said hey thank you like why what happened uh you don't even know how you saved my day like why what happened what literally happened he said i started using jar only because you started it or else i wouldn't have thought of this product and all of those things and i set a good amount on a daily saving recurring saving and let it and recent in september i bought a home for myself that home was 2.75 crores and uh, i was i completely went bankrupt and i maxed out on my credit cards 
in doing the interiors buying everything new house warming and all of those things and second week of october was dashera and first week of november was diwali and i was out of cash and finally i was thinking finally i should ask my dad for some money for buying uh, for shopping for diwali or i should ask my wife which i have never done since i got married and i have never asked my parents for money since i stepped out of my home after my college and i thought okay after 15 years i'm finally asking for money from my parents or my wife and suddenly i remember i used jar i opened jar i had some 24000 bucks saved <laughs> for four months and this was like a life saver for me and i immediately withdraw some money that saved my day and i called you to say thank you and that was the aha moment someone who is making good money who recently bought a 2.75 crore property sees the value in the product yeah he was nowhere in my target audience yeah. he was yeah. not my target audience he's already 35 he was not in my mind that he will be my target that was one of the first aha moment i took all the conversation and posted in the internal slack and two of the guys posted their stories telling that i moved to bangalore in october many people moved to office uh, moved to bangalore to work closely with us mm-hmm. and they said when i moved to bangalore bangalore has 10 months deposits uh, as rental deposit i paid that rental deposit and i was broke and only because i had jar i had i could manage my cash flow for the month mm-hmm. how easy i saved the idea of the product is to create that impact of consistently saving money and when that was so apparent for all stratas we we knew that okay we are onto something how easy is it to get started i mean do people need to a kyc and all of that uh, gold uh, doesn't require kyc to start with but once you are achieving uh, uh, approaching 30 mg 30 g you need to do the kyc so that uh, gives uh, an easy way of getting started with at least so you get started and then uh, so and current rules say that if, if you want to have more than that yes you, okay you have to do a kyc yes. so if you have done a kyc for example if you have done one already with a dmat account are you allowed to kind of use that under indian rules or you still have to do a new kyc we do a new kyc okay 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 so i'm thinking there is still some friction over there for you right i mean Yes, see, the thing is, there is already the uh, user has invested his time and effort and money already in the platform. Yeah. To get a KYC at that point of time is much easier. Uh, not done anything. You have not emotionally invested in the platform. You have not invested any money. You have not learned anything about the platform. Getting a KYC out of that user at that zeroth day, zeroth moment is much tougher. Also, I guess uh, over a period of time, it will become easier and easier. Already, everything is mostly on video. And- Absolutely. Yeah, now it's pretty easy to get the KYC done. Mm-hmm. In our platform, you can be done with KYC in less than two minutes. Very nice. Uh, at what point did you guys think that you want to raise uh, VC money? Uh, tell us about how much money you've raised, uh, your biggest investors. So, uh, uh, for us, uh, uh, the first round of funding came from the early investors of Bounds. uh the angel investor of bounds uh, his name is captain prashant priya he came and gave us the first check uh there was our seed money then pre seed we raised from uh pre series we raised from uh, arkham ventures uh this was in may 2021 uh, uh, uh that's when we got the first institutional investor uh in october we raised our series a uh, feb 2022 is uh, when we raised our series a from tiger global uh tiger along with tiger global many other came came on board like rocket ship 
and all other than that we already had people like tribe capital wh ventures uh, and a couple of other super angels from the indian ecosystem like kunal shah to kunal kathur to abhinav from oyo we have some really good folks the klarna founder to founders of vpay from us and all were investors shan puri who built and sold a company to twitch we had some really celebrated folks who believed in the product that we were building and came and backed us how did you get to know the founders at klarna and get them to invest in your company so one of our investors his classmate was uh, he studied in stanford is another classmate uh, he he introduced us to us he invested us and then after investing he called and said hey the founders of klarna wants to is really excited i was talking to him about he was classmate of uh, uh, klarna's founder victor uh, he explained the product to him and victor was super excited so he we got on a call with victor he was super excited and he invested so he's a good is a good uh, guy for sure is always available uh, on a quick notice any time any saturday after 1 o'clock he's available for a quick call today under indian rules i i suppose you're not yet allowed to offer any joint sort of product right with klarna no no we are not doing it's it's not a strategic uh, investment at all from kalamas mm-hmm. founder they believed in the mission that we are on to mm-hmm. okay uh, overall how much money have you all raised now we have raised a little bit over 50 million dollars till now 550 yes okay okay so that's up to series a up to series b series b okay okay uh, all right. we raised our series b in august last year okay all right uh, do you want to say what you guys are valued at we are valued a little over 300 million dollars uh, so i was telling you earlier offline that uh, you know learning a bit more about uh, what work arkham's been doing and uh, i learned a bit about uh, their whole thesis of backing this middle india uh, opportunity and so on and i guess you guys kind of uh, are part of that uh, uh, thesis as well no, of course they have a fintech uh, thing as well no absolutely this is more to do with uh, reaching out to that middle india and enabling them with the right uh, tools uh, see a financially stable middle class india is going to be the most lethal and uh, uh, very uh, confident and potent uh, combination for next two three decades of uninterrupted growth of the yeah. nation it is yeah. going to uplift the entire uh eco uh, entire country i believe uh if you enable them with the right tool which is not going to be very complex see back in the days uh using internet the way it evolved uh financial services same thing needs to happen see today you understand people understand that they should have a bank account yeah and they should park money in the bank account and bank probably gives you 3% yield or 4% yield depends on which bank that you are with do you know how that 3% 4% yield comes and all of those things no and yet you go do it when it comes to financial services you have to know so many things to get to know that why that six how will it really give me six will it really give me eight and all of those things it is complex for no reason earning money is 9 to 5 and make and managing that money should not become one more 9 to 5 absolutely yeah and yeah, that's very nicely so, put yeah yeah and that's why uh, this product makes all the sense uh, it's like we are there as your trusted financial partner which will take care of your finances for you we will help you save it we will help you invest it we'll give you loans when you need we'll ensure make sure that you are insured all the time okay uh, from here onwards i mean over the next 12 odd months what might be your sort of top priorities 
top priority is to be in a position from where you can uh, be very confident of deploying uh, good capital for that uh, sustainable profitable growth mm. uh, that's what the position that we want to be in we have enough capital to get there uh, we have a good runway as we stand uh, it's just that be uh, cautious don't do anything stupid uh, uh be very prudent with money uh, be very prudent with hiring uh stay on course don't get distracted that's what we tell ourselves every day uh, mm-hmm. and that's what the idea is i think we are onto something really big we have been, we have built a platform which helps people consume financial services in a fractionalized manner and it's a very sticky very very sticky platform that we have built uh, uh we just have to stay on course stay true to our purpose that we started with and i think uh, we are blessed so far to not to change our story or pivot the product what we believed when we started is the same belief system still valid and still making us get up every day and go to work mm-hmm. i mean the way you described your your whole journey earlier on when we started the conversation it felt like you kind of went with the flow uh, you know you started with something you got an opportunity you took advantage of it and that led to something else and so I, i i got the sense that that you went with the flow and made the best of the opportunities that you got uh, but now as an entrepreneur uh, do you see things differently i mean or do you sort of equally uh, enjoy being an entrepreneur versus working for infosys or honeywell or do you have a preference i have massive respect for both uh, to be very honest Uh, i really enjoyed my life while working for the likes of infosys accenture honeywell and all because uh, there was a different uh, phase of life i learned a lot i learned to appreciate the process i learned to appreciate the people who run it uh, i saw what makes those companies what they are uh, when i got into the startup world i had to unlearn a lot of things Mm-hmm. uh meaning uh, you need to figure out how to be really scrappy uh <laughs> do your thing yourself everything we have washed bikes we have delivered bikes we have distributed flyers and signals we have done everything mm. uh we have survived on baggy we, we had to go through our own fair share of uh painful days to get to where we are the first four years was uh uh from a business standpoint it was pleasant but from a personal financial standpoint uh, it was not so pleasant for sure uh, but then we were able to raise a lot of capital we were on it we had that core belief that we will do something uh, and now this phase also i really absolutely love uh, uh, entrepreneurship journey is all beautiful but uh, it would be amazing if you can transition your company to what the likes of Uh, large organizations are that is a big win right this is a phase this 5 uh, 6 years is a phase the, the you can say it's you are successful if you can become someone like say uh, big product companies like be zoho fresh desk infosys accenture google and all of those things vision is to become something like that uh, only then you can create value for everyone in the ecosystem that is for your consumers for your investors for your employees and for yourself Very nice. Really a wonderful conversation in this chat. Thank you so much for making time for me so generously. Uh, hopefully next time I get to do this in person. 
Sure. <laughs> Definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Sure. Thank you. That's it for this conversation. I'll be back soon with another episode of Startup Fridays. Until then, I hope you have a good week ahead. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.